0: welcome back everyone to another episode of dangerous world if you are a listener of the wicked planet podcast with my good old buddy ron from new england um you've already heard this episode i'm releasing this today rather than later in the week like i had intended because i have ran into some technical difficulties trying to record what was supposed to be a BlackRock episode, got about an hour plus recorded and then moved into a separate segment. And for some reason, none of that recorded, even though Zoom was showing me it was recording. So I don't know if it was the content. Um, I checked throughout the episode that it was being recorded. I don't know. Uh, We were talking about the board members for uh, the Patreon segment. And we got into some weird information. So I don't know. I mean, it doesn't I don't like to think like that. You know, it doesn't make sense that uh Zoom would actively be trying to censor it. But I mean, I did everything right. It's just frustrating. But nonetheless, this was a fun conversation that we had. And if you haven't heard it and if you're not listening to Wicked Planet, make sure that you check it out because he's doing some great work over there with his co-host Buckley. And uh every once in a while, they have a few others pop in. And uh give some great information that you're really not hearing anywhere else. And the dude's just a great guy. I really love Ron. So um, check out Wicked Planet is the moral of the story here. Housekeeping. Going to keep this quick. Um, If you're supporting over there at Patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast, you guys have my heart and my soul. I like every single person that's over there. Okay. I really appreciate it. Um, I know money's hard to come by these days, but I mean, you know, $5 is looking cheaper and cheaper. And I'm not raising the price. Okay. I'm not Amazon. I'm not every other company that you're subscribing to on Netflix, uh, Amazon, Disney. I'm not raising prices. Okay. I'm keeping my prices the same. So show me some love. Show me a little bit of fucking respect over there. Put some respect on my name. So I don't have to do anything crazy. Okay. Uh again, Patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Thank you so much. And uh that's all I'm gonna plug this time. You know what I mean? I really do we um, just wanna get this episode out because the whole snake venom in the water is interesting. That's what we talk about here. We are just theorizing. We kind of uh go back and forth on this a little bit. Um provocative stuff in this Watch the Water documentary. Hard to tell if it's real or not. Um They say that if you drink snake venom, it's not going to kill you because of your stomach acid. I would challenge any of those people to say, okay, drink some snake venom then. I don't think one of those people that's saying that would actually do it. Um, I don't know. I'm playing it safe right now, but we'll see what happens. Maybe this will come out and and everyone will just be uh, meant to look like a fool. There's a lot of distractions going on from every angle, but. Ron and I always like to entertain this stuff, man, at the very least. I think that that's what you tune in for, too. So we bring some interesting information to the forefront, and we uh, we give our uh, opinions on this as well. So enjoy the episode, guys. Thank you for all your support. Uh BlackRock episode will most likely be coming out tomorrow, the next day after you're all hearing this. And it is uh, some wild stuff that I found with that, guy. So... Thank you so much. Enjoy this episode with me and the great Ron from New England of Wicked Planet.
1: Okay, everyone. Uh, Welcome to the uh, Wicked Planet podcast. We're doing just kind of like a... a, I I got a hold of my buddy Ryan over at the Dangerous World podcast. I wanted to get together with him real quick. Uh, and just kind of go over this uh, whole snake venom revelation that we've been seeing through Mike Adams, the health ranger, and also on Stu Peter's. Uh, you know they they both have their own version of it, and uh, Mike Adams I think is uh, digging into it a little bit deeper. And and why I wanted to talk to Ryan, of course, because Ryan and I when we did our first episode together, we talked about some things that I think might tie into this. And uh, we don't we, we don't know anything about this right yet. We're just looking into it. But anyways, I just wanted to get together real quick and have a quick conversation and uh and see what we can uh, come up with. Uh, so so welcome Ryan to the show. Yep. Thanks for joining in.
0: Yeah, I think this is my first time on Wicked Planet, even if it's just a segment like this. And I'm honored, right?
1: Yeah, it might might be. You know, we got to get together, do a full-blown show one of these days. Yeah, man. uh, Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry.
0: I was just going to say, speaking to, you know, the reference of the first episode that we did, I I believe that was called the Illuminati's attack on on health, right? And so we were talking about all these different methods where they're poisoning our food, they're poisoning our air, our water, all these things. Man, this fits right into that and it's weird, dude. It's it's a wild theory, but like you said, we can't just ignore things like this when it when it comes out.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of other talk and you know, on a lot of the telegram channels that I belong to and you probably belong to, they're all ah it's a psyop, it's this and that. It very well could be. However, it just seems like it, it just seems like all these elements fit together. And I mean, of course, when there's a psyop, they're going to they're going to want you to think that, right? And, th- and then I find out that this Doctor Eris is is now selling the antidote, which which seems to me a little sketchy. But uh, sure, but, everything but, anyway.
0: can't be a psyop, though, man. That's a boring world. And what what's the point yeah. of having a conspiracy podcast or talking about this stuff if everything is fake?
1: Agreed, a hundred percent. And and I mean, this is. And I mean, this is just something that we we like to go over when we see something new like this. And because, you know, we both have conspiracy podcasts and and uh, we have a lot of listeners. So I think it's something that people would be interested in, in hearing about and even for the listeners that have no idea that this is even going on. And I'm sure we have a fair amount of those as well. So well, maybe you uh, should
0: describe a little bit about what what's going down just to break down the very very basics for those few people that may not at all know about the connection with snake venom and COVID-19 and Remdesivir and all these things.
1: Yeah, sure. So so we have this doctor and I want to I want to double check to get his name right, but I believe it's Dr. Arius uh, who happens to be a chiropractor. Yep. And he uh, he had come out with this this report uh, allegedly of uh you know, a lot of research that he did that ties in actual snake venom in with COVID, also in with remdesivir, and also in with the vaccination. Yeah. So this is so this is what makes it interesting. And and he's got a lot of good information on it. I uh, just The doctor is
0: Doctor Artis, right?
1: Uh it's Artis or Arius. I probably should have already had that figured out. I got so many things going through my brain right now.
0: Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, it's uh Ardis. A A R D I S. Okay. Um yeah. So he's a uh, yeah, ARDIS. And um I I did find it interesting that he's a chiropractor. It does seem like almost like a griff, like you say. Um and we're not discounting that at all, obviously, but Man, what a hell of a coincidence. When you start looking into this stuff between, you know, whether it's monoclonal antibodies are actually anti-venom. And they don't want people taking hydroxychloroquine with remdesivir because that's going to negate its quote-unquote antiviral properties. Then when you start looking into what virus means in Latin and all these other things, there's just too many pieces not to at least try and, and understand where these people are coming from with this theory.
1: Right. And the other thing is, too, is there's a lot of information being thrown at us that we need to kind of look into. But but what he's saying is uh, uh, that why they outlawed hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and there was one more med that they kind of outlawed, uh, they don't want you to take any of this as a preventative for a COVID or or early prevention or or early treatment. Let's say if, you, if your COVID is like you know less than 48 hours old or whatever and what's interesting about that is that is that they said that the hydroxychloroquine actually negates what remdesivir does yeah right and, and so remdesivir if you if you kind of going along with the narrative of what this dr artist is, is is saying that contains the snake venom also and and you know that if you get bit by a snake, one of the things that they can give you for that is hydroxychloroquine, mm-hmm. right? Along with the uh, with the cocktail of drugs, the monoclonal, uh, uh antibodies, yeah, the antibodies, yeah. Which you know, I I I wasn't aware of how they how they actually get that, how they get those antibodies, and what they do is they take snake venom and they inject it into a big animal, and he's used a horse, yeah. So they inject it into a horse. The horse, of course, horses are huge. They build up the antibodies against it. Then they pull the blood from the horse and they, and they get the antibodies out of that. And that's what they use to combat any type of snake, uh, snake bite or snake venom. But I mean, uh, you know, the thing is, too, is I'm going to have to put some links to all of these shows with Mike Adams and Stu Peters in the show notes so that people can watch it so they can understand a little bit clearly about what's going on. Uh, I I think he's covering it a little bit better with Mike Adams, like for sure. But, but, you know, it's just his whole demeanor when he was on with Stu Peters, you know, he was almost in tears. And then when he's on with Mike Adams, well, it's a different story. And then part two came out because Mike Adams is doing a three part series. And then the second part comes out and he seems to me like he's giddy and he's joking. And, dude, this isn't anything to joke about if this is if this is legit which the jury obviously is still out on, but all, he, these, all these pieces fit together. And maybe we could just talk about that a little bit.
0: He may be a little bit giddy, Ron, just because um, when you're sharing new information and it's mind blowing like this, there is a bit of like an, a, an adrenaline rush, right? Um, I remember I actually looked into, um, and I can't say this without thinking of Matt and, and laughing about like the whole Brucella thing. Um, because I said Brucella probably a thousand times in that Brucella episode. It was episode 180 that I did back in December of last year. And what they were talking about was that there was this an- ancient uh, ancient, uh, you know, venom type thing or an ancient toxin is the word that they used that the Nazis were able to synthesize and crystallize. And they specifically said this. And I was thinking after this happens, that's exactly what they're talking about. They're talking about freeze drying synthesized venom it's not all real snake venom they take the they break it down molecule by molecule and then they reconstruct it in a synthesized format and then they crystallize it by freeze drying it and then you can sprinkle it in water supplies you can sprinkle it in food you can sprinkle it in all these different things Um, so i just wonder if all along that's what this nazi bioweapon was i mean it is an ancient bioweapon and then, just to touch on the idea of the um, monoclonal antibodies, just doing a quick Google search. Um, monoclonal antibodies neutralize the lethal toxicity of Bothrop's venom and indicate that there is a reasonable possibility of developing anti venoms based on humanized monoclonal antibodies to treat victims of venomous animals in the future. And then, when you look up Bothrop's, which I did as well, um, Bothrop's snake venom causes systemic thrombotic syndrome but also uh, local inflammation involving extensive pain and hemorrhage. So we're seeing that in people. And then also systemic uh, thrombotic syndrome may lead to fatal pulmonary embolism and myocardial, myocarditis, myocardial or cerebral infarction, which is basically like obstruction of of blood flow. So yeah, dude, I mean, when you go on and look it up right away, you see that.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, and it's funny, like when you talk about Brucella and you talk about the Nazis and, and, you know, we all know about Operation Paperclip and we brought all these Nazi scientists over to the United States. Who's to say that this whole system isn't something that's derived from old Nazi technology, right? I mean, sure. the way the way that they could do this. Now, now there was a gentleman uh, that I follow on Telegram, and he was saying that yeah, you know, he did kind of a, like a debunking episode this morning, and I can actually put that uh, link in the show notes as well because I think you know we need to look at both sides of this picture here, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, but how how they're getting it, it, it to the people, right? Like we had, like we've always had this question: how can they how can they administer, say, COVID nineteen, right, to the masses? Right. So what we're seeing is that we're seeing it. it, We're seeing it in pockets. Right. We saw it big time in Italy, New York City, Texas, L.A., places like that, like heavy population areas where the where the the COVID-19 was breaking out. Right. I want to say it was a couple of cities down south, too. So but but I mean, if if they targeted it and, and they did put it in the municipal water supply and this is where this whole story started. Stu Peters comes out with this, uh, the name of his, uh, this big, you know, what What do you call it?
0: Uh, kind of a documentary or an expose. Yeah,
1: expose, uh, bombshell tonight, as Nancy Grace used to say, <laughs> was, to, was to watch the water. Now, what is the first thing when you hear the term, watch the water? Red flag. You know, flag. as well as I do, that this was a common term out there in the Q world. Was Outward Q and Q and On, which, like Anonymous Sean always wants to remind people, you're talking about two different things. Q is one thing, Q and On is another thing. I fully believe that that's a total psyop, but just the <laughs> fact that they used the Watch the Water as the title for this documentary, I thought was kind of interesting.
0: Do you remember the things that they were referencing that to, Ron? They were trying to tie Watch the Water to the Three Gorges Dam the watermarks in the ballots from the uh, yeah. 2020 election, they yeah. almost take that, that, that watch the water and just apply it to anything that may or may not have anything to do with water.
1: I was going to say it's, it's a generic term. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So watch the water. And then, so then when we're looking into it a little bit more, what are we hearing? Oh, well they're putting, we're, they're putting the COVID-19 into the municipal water supplies. So everybody that's drinking it, uh, even Mike Adams is like, oh, starting Monday, you know, and I don't know why we had to wait till Monday, you know, don't drink municipal water, don't eat soups or uh, in a restaurant, don't drink water in a restaurant, don't use ice cubes that come from municipal water. And I mean, and that, and this is a probably always a good rule, No matter even in the good times, you probably mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing that, because uh, we all know there's some funky stuff, you know. Fluoride is one of them that's in the municipal water supplies. That we all know that, you know, that's not good for you either, right? But, but I mean, now, now that was starting to gain my interest. I'm like, okay, I'll bite on it. I'll take a listen to the stupidest show. Uh, I don't mind Stupidas, I don't watch them every day, but I, you know, he, once in a while he comes up with some pretty good information, mm-hmm. and uh, so, so I'm listening to it, and this, and this guy is saying how, how they had taken. Venom from the Chinese king cobra, venom from the Chinese crate snake, somehow or other combined it, because both of those have different properties. Uh, I guess the king cobra, uh, and I could have these backwards, the king cobra makes your blood uh, thicken, and the crate acts like a blood thinner. I
0: thought it was the other way around. I thought that the cobra venom thinned it. Um, because i remember they were talking about internal bleeding you would bleed internally if you're bit by a king cobra um but it is confusing because even i heard different pronunciations of the snake called the crate or crite. right it just depends on who's saying it so there's a lot of confusion there and it you know obviously uh if you can't tell by looking at ron or myself we are not medical experts okay but uh but we can research and this is what's kind of fun about this stuff so um, I I didn't want to ramble too long there. You were on a roll with uh, the snake venoms and stuff.
1: Yeah. So, and what this guy, what this guy is saying that he's finding in his research is that they've somehow uh, taken these two snake venoms, combined them, and and further synthesized them. And this and this is and and then like what you said, Ryan, the freeze drying process, uh, and it turns it into a powder. And this is what they're sprinkling in the municipal water supplies. But then, you know, when I'm talking, when I'm listening to this uh, this other uh, uh, kind of expose debunking video this morning, and he brings up a perfectly valid point. Do you know how much that would take? How much snake venom that would take, in whatever form, to get enough into the municipal water supply of any city, big or small? to sicken the people that are drinking the water because now what he's saying is that COVID-19 is not a virus at all mm. it's a paras- it's parasitic right it, it, which Sean and I have talked a lot about because why would you be able to treat COVID-19 with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine for that matter because those are anti-parasitic right I mean hydroxychloroquine you take that from malaria yeah. Well, you know, and, and
0: it kind of does lend some credence to the whole germ theory versus terrain theory, which is a fun thing to explore. I don't know where I stand on that whole thing. Um, I did think that it was interesting from the beginning when they started talking about ivermectin. And and that's also why that Brucella thing fits so well into it, because it's a zoonosis, just like they're talking about this COVID, which comes from either a bat, a penguin or a snake. And then you come to find out, That they censored it the fact checkers who are just arbiters of lies basically um they they censored the article anytime they mentioned the snake right so i didn't even know i always thought that it was just either a bat and i thought that was their shitty excuse you know what i mean it's like no this didn't come from a bat this came from a lab right maybe they use some bat proteins or peptides as they call them but I never heard that snake was a possibility until just a few days ago when I actually kind of out of the blue messaged you and we start talking about like, dude, there's this guy out of the university of Arizona talking about this stuff. That's my local university here. Um, and then just a couple of days later, this whole thing comes out. It was just a big synchronicity for me. And um, yeah, it's, it's a scary, scary thing and weird. And there's too many coincidences. Um, I don't know if you want to move on to, to the U of a guy yet, or if you want to, keep going with where we're at but uh yeah
1: well i think i just want to put just a little bit more info out and then we sure. can dive into the university of arizona study that you that you and i were talking about so so basically what this guy is saying is that they're using and here's the other funny thing right he said COVID 19 you know how they used to initialize it uh cv19 yeah what do what do he saying that that means that means cobra venom uh, 19 different toxins basically or whatever well, which I think well that just happens to fit right
0: 19 different proteins cuz when you when yeah. you take the king cobra and the rake or the the uh crate the rake the crate um and you synthesize their venoms together you're left with 19 uh toxic proteins so that's where and they were they were working on this since 2005 according to the theory so to the debunking of the idea where that would take a whole lot of venom i mean if you're working on it for 15 years you can get a lot of the synthesized venom in that time.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. But but the other thing, too, is what he's saying now. And, and you know, uh, and for the listeners, when Ryan and I first got together, it was Dangerous World episode 42. So that goes back a while. But, but we talked about several things that I find that could be tied into this, right? Uh, we talked about where the possibility of, and, and at the time, we're thinking it's a virus, right? And I mean, we're still thinking. Possibly that it's a virus. We don't even know what it is, because now they're saying that they never actually isolated the COVID nineteen virus, right? So, 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 do we think? Because we we got all of our you know podcasting associates that say COVID is a hoax. Oh, COVID's not a hoax, but it's not as strong as they wanted to be. I mean, we're all over the board here, right? But mm-hmm. we talked about the, the one thing that we talked about was was when the Chinese came out and they said that uh this virus came from a bat from the chinese wet market that was what, like a block away from the uh, wunan uh wunan lab so so we kind of joined on kind of j- well i jumped on that and i'm like yeah no, this wasn't a bat this wasn't a bat it just it just doesn't fit it's easy to blame it on a bat and then they blamed it on the pangolin which is like a little armadillo looking critter uh uh but but when you say i mean okay so there's a lot of snakes there too but every time anybody brought snake up, like you said, in fact, oh, no, no, it's not snake. You want to look at the bats. It's the bats, not the snake.
0: And the bats Which, are in hibernation.
1: Yeah. That time exactly. of and then when everybody anybody says something or a fact check, you always want to believe the opposite, right? Yeah. So, so but we talked about that, that it escaped from this lab. It didn't come from a bat, right? The other thing that we talked about was this professor from Harvard University that was taking money from the CCP. Uh, he he did eventually get arrested for that and and convicted. I want to say where he still might be going to trial, but he had two Chinese spies working with him. Whether or not he knew they were spies or not, we don't know the answer to that. One of them disappeared, probably back in China now. One was arrested at Logan Airport with 21 vials of biological material that they were trying to smuggle out of the country. Mm. Now, back then, we kind of theorized that these bio- this biological material could have been the early COVID-19 virus that they were sending to Wunan for gain-of-function work, which now, uh, even though Fauci still denies it, there is like documentation proving that they did do gain-of-function at the Wunan lab. Who's to say that this biological material was not some type of synthesized snake venom? I mean, I know it's a huge theory, but... We don't we we still don't know what was in those vials.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's anyone that would that would just straight go to psyop, you know, listening to what Ron's saying here. It's like, well, prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Prove Ron wrong. You can't. That's why that's what a theory is. It's kind of, uh, you know, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, essentially. And I think that, you know, no one's brought this snake thing up. And I think it is. It's an important aspect. And then one thing that was really interesting, you're mentioning virus a lot. There's a lot of people out there that don't even believe that viruses are a real thing at all, right? And it's kind of an interesting aspect of everything when you look at what virus means in Latin. And it means, uh, they say venom, but like I looked it up last night, it's poisonous secretion, um, which is essentially the same thing. There is a difference between poisonous and venomous, but same difference, essentially. Um, and then you just look into all the symbolism of the snake and the uh the staff i forget what it's called the two snakes going up the staff for the medical symbol yeah there's there's a lot of stuff there and you just see it over and over again there's too much symbolism just to ignore here man
1: well what i find interesting is he says how it's how the snake venom is incorporated to all the elements it's incorporated into the COVID 19 It's incorporated into remdesivir, which is the only drug that's the protocol that's used. If you go in the hospital and and you have a COVID-19 situation going on, they want to give you remdesivir, which basically fucking kills people. And, and, And what remdesivir does, the side effects of remdesivir just happen to be very, very similar to the effects you get from a snake bite
0: especially the Bothrops ones that i just read about with the monoclonals
1: i mean mean, just that right there doesn't that seem a little sketchy to you it's
0: a hell of a coincidence if it is a coincidence you know what i mean that's the only thing man and and, uh i just i I, this is the kind of stuff that i really like man i i like the stuff that you can't like a logical person can actually have a discussion about it and there's nothing that you can prove or disprove here right um but like i said it's something that needs to be brought up
1: Okay, so get into this University of Arizona, uh,
0: dude. Oh yeah, definitely. And then um, before that, really quick, I did want to mention that they are now uh, the the FDA made it legal for snake venom to be used on your crops, and it's because it's a great pesticide, supposedly. So I I heard that from Diana Lorraine. She talks on Stu Peters a lot too. I think it was no, it was Dr. Ariana Love. Um, so yeah, so this this character out of the U of A, which again just down the street from me here. His name is uh, Dr. Floyd Chilton. His nickname is Ski. I don't know why they put that in there. But um, he's an interesting dude. And I saw and I read some stuff where he is saying that there's this enzyme in the blood and I, it's called the SPLA-2A. And I was reading it spla uh, S P-L-A-I-I-A. So I just want to make that correction for anyone that might have heard me speaking on it. It's Roman numerals too. So it looks like II. Um, He's saying that there's this enzyme in the human blood in very, very trace amounts. And when you're infected with COVID, this enzyme rises drastically, like it it exponentially grows. Now, this very, very similar version of this enzyme is also found in rattlesnake venom. We have a ton of rattlesnakes around here in the Southwest desert. um, So it is kind of a, a perfect area for the studies. And this guy's all about agriculture. He's he's a professor at the School of Nutritional Sciences and Wellness um, currently. But a thing that I found very interesting about him is over the last 30 years, he's had continuous funding from the National Institutes of Health. That's the NIH. That's Fauci, right? Uh So it was interesting when he said the way that he described it, this enzyme, when it enters your blood through a snake bite, it says... You know, we see these organs here. We see those organs as harmful. Let's kill them. Let's put them out of their misery. And COVID is doing the same thing. They're finding in patients that die of COVID, especially, have insanely high levels, like past toxic levels of this SPLA-2A enzyme. Um, People that didn't get as sick had an increased rate in it, right? So maybe these are people that got sick, but maybe they didn't get the vaccine, or maybe they didn't go on remdesivir. and so there's varying degrees of how much of this was found in their blood. And um, it's another thing that just tied in so perfectly. And so when I'm looking into this, and then two days later, this this whole thing comes out. Um, like I said, that that's why I got kind of obsessed with the whole theory. And uh, another aspect of the snake venom is if you get bit and you suck out the venom with your mouth, you lose your taste and your smell for quite some time, right? Yeah, and- exactly. And that's what's happening to people, man. I mean, I just got sick the other day. I'm kind of still getting over it. I feel a little off still, but I'm way better than I was. I still can't smell and I still can't uh, taste very much. Like uh, if unless it's something real spicy, you know what I mean? So who knows? I might've had COVID. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to go get tested. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah. there's just yeah. the remdesivir is an interesting part of this whole thing too.
1: Okay, so, so uh, and he's also talking that the snake venom is also in the vaccine. So, I mean, it's just a slow, I mean, you know what, you and I, in the very beginning, I always said, hey, this is a depopulation agenda. And I still think that it is. Yeah. I, I, there isn't anything that's going to sway me on that. It's just nothing about COVID-19 works. Nothing about COVID-19 makes sense. Nothing about how they Wanted to lock everybody down makes sense because if it is snake venom let's just say hypothetically if it is snake venom you don't breathe that shit out so why the max why the lockdowns why why all of that and and, and so was that was so was that part of it the psyop I mean I mean this is the stuff we're trying to figure out but what they're saying is if you get COVID-19 right say it's the snake venom you yeah. get COVID nineteen, you get sick enough to go to the hospital. You go to the hospital. They put you on remdesivir, which allegedly has this snake venom in it as well. Okay, so so this is is this their euthanasia program, where where like we're like you're not dying fast enough from the COVID, so we're going to give you the remdesivir to speed that up, and then they put you on meds to kind of relax you. Then they give you the remdesivir, and then you fucking die. So, so I mean, is this is this part of the depopulation agenda? I can't help to keep bringing that up. I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I mean, I think, I think if if there's some, you know, if it's even remotely legit, I mean, that's an element that we need to kind of take into consideration. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And and what's what's interesting about the
0: remdesivir is even the timing. Um, You know, when you when you get put on a ventilator, which is what they do when they, you know, they give you the the treatment, we all we're all kind of familiar with the treatment when you get COVID, Um, you go get your remdesivir, you oftentimes you'll get put on a ventilator. Now thinking of, let's just say that remdesivir is snake venom, right? Trace amounts of snake venom. You also get sedated. So it's the snake venom has a sedation property, it slows down your diaphragm, it essentially paralyzes the parts in your brain that work your diaphragm. So. That's, that's why it's, go ahead
1: oh, I'm, I'm sorry ryan i just want to say if that's the part that actually kills you it, yeah. it paralyzes your diaphragm so you're not able to breathe
0: yes and that was why it was so puzzling that smokers and things like this and drinkers even were like the lowest hospitalized people you'd think that a virus like this would just decimate smokers you know what i mean um but the reason why is because supposedly nicotine and then there's other other components out there, supplements like um, uh, melatonin that block these receptors in your brain, make it so that you just uh, the snake venom isn't going to touch those parts of your brain in the small amounts that they are uh, given to us. in. so, yeah, it's uh, again, going back to the remdesivir, you have the remdesivir, which is slowing down your diaphragm, you're, you're slowly getting paralyzed. Then what do they do? They, they sedate you so that they can put you on a ventilator. The sedation drugs that they use are like fentanyl, morphine. Those have similar properties to snake venom. And they found out that giving people no more than two five-day doses of remdesivir would do the job because the person dies on average on the ninth day. Right. So, you know, 10 days is one day extra. They've got it down to a science, exact science. And they found this out back in 2005, allegedly, because remdesivir has been around for a long time, wasn't Fauci trying to prescribe that to AIDS patients?
1: Yeah, that was one of the drugs, along with uh, AZT.
0: Yeah, so
1: that was also killing people.
0: They know what they're doing, man. And uh, like I said, you just can't chalk all this up to chance. You really can't. Um, none
1: None of it. None of it. There's no fucking coincidences, right? So, so, and I mean, just bring up the smoking thing, right? So remember early on. We were talking and it was and I had brought up that there was a French medical study that showed that smokers were four times less likely to get COVID-19. And this is all from the nicotine receptors that you have mm-hmm. and it, that doesn't allow doesn't allow it in. And then like in my case, the O negative blood doesn't allow it in either. So so and then they, they brought up the whole thing when Fauci was say, oh, now's a good time to quit smoking. Because they knew that the nicotine was keeping this from working, so so and I mean this French medical study, I mean it's out there, it's it's out there, it's documented. You can go look it up. I, I mean I mean okay, four times less likely. That's that's a pretty big number. Yeah. That that's that's like twenty five percent, right? I I mean so so now smokers, you know, are not getting sick. And, and this whole thing about uh, with the COVID nineteen is that they're not finding damage in your lungs from the covid but it's from it's from the uh when they showed pictures of when they gave the snake venom to mice yeah. how it attacks the alveoli uh, uh what is it called the alveoli in your lungs or whatever i'm not but, sure yeah so it's just it's just weird how you know some of these people are like oh yeah your lungs are clear well why can't you breathe well you can't breathe because your diaphragm is being paralyzed
0: well i mean it's a respiratory disease supposedly that ruins people's kidneys you know what i mean like some people's kidneys are getting liquefied you know what i mean when they're all boosted up and everything and it's it's similar i think that you might have touched on this ron if a snake bites you multiple times your your chances of surviving drop right i mean quickly you know what i mean and you also have to keep in mind how much venom is going into you with an actual snake bite versus like the synthesized version um which they've also stabilized um supposedly pro- provably with nanoparticle magnetic things right i mean this is what uh um the doctor was talking about and uh that's why some people are seeing metallic properties in blood now and you know we saw the videos going around where people are sticking magnets to the site of their injections it's it's a lot it's a lot of stuff that just makes sense anyone that hasn't seen it i encourage you to check it out right i mean at least and then come up with your own theories because they're it's it's it makes a lot more sense than what Fauci was telling us all along for sure I'll say that
1: right yeah you know when you talk about the magnetic properties like they have to use that to get this thing to work properly and I think this is where the graphene oxide comes into play sure right so so uh yeah it's just a lot of weird stuff going on with this and again and they're saying it they're saying that it's in the vaccine as well so is this like a triple dose of trying to kill you
0: well, I and, and something that I was thinking, Ron, you know, you're mentioning the, the, the uh, smoking, um, you don't have to smoke, you can take nicotine gum or lozenges, according to this theory, and also melatonin. But how, for how many years have, you know, medical professionals, quote unquote, they've how many years have they been trying to get people off of cigarettes? You know I'm what I mean? And not saying obviously there's harmful effects on cigarettes to your health, but if this was a plan and knowing what we know about these people, how methodical they are and how in the future their plans are. I mean, this could have been planned. When I show you uh, Anthony Fauci's family crest, this could have been planned since the freaking biblical times, man. You know what I mean? Maybe this is how they, they uh, you know, get rid of people. We know that there's been resets before. Maybe this is how they like to do it because it is very satanic at its roots, and I don't care what religion you are. I truly believe that our elites worship the Christian devil. I think that that's what they do. You just see it over and over again in pop culture, and you see references to it all over the place. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that the whole campaign to quit people smoking, you know, that started really hard in the 80s and 90s, really, really hard in the 2000s. I wonder if that was just part of this, man. You know what I mean? Get people off the nicotine.
1: Well, when you think about how this you know, what's the one turn that everybody says in this whole COVID-19 and the lockdowns and all this other stuff that's going on? What do they say? This is not about health. This is about control. So yeah. why would they care? Why would they care about your health even 30 years ago? Like I think this is part of the long play. I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that, Ryan. Because when you when you stop bringing in the biblical things, and, and, uh, and we're going to talk about this tonight. So when this all comes down, this translates into the Pope's juice of the pope's venom it, it, and this could be an organized thing because we know how the catholic church was tied in with the nazis mm-hmm. right they were nazi sympathizers they helped them with the rat lines to get out of germany they also helped them with uh, operation odessa and um, and probably tied in with paperclip as well to get them nazis out of the country so but it all comes back to the catholic church now i always remember people telling me and actually seeing little biblical books saying that the Pope was the Antichrist, right? And how the Catholic religion, and I mean, look at how Catholics were discriminated against in America, like big time. Like Irish
0: Catholics, a, big time, yeah.
1: And it, was a, and it was a big thing for John Kennedy to be the first Catholic president.
0: I actually said that, I talked about that extensively in my um, uh, Pilgrims episode, because these are wasps, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Those are the true elites, and then they kind of hate on the Catholics for whatever reason, even though it's just like a few degrees of separation.
1: Right. it's Yeah, there's not much difference between the two of them. But, uh, but when you start thinking about – now, start thinking about some of the symbolism that we see with the Pope, with uh, Vatican City, uh, when you see the – what's their, uh, their big, like, Luciferian reptilian sculpt, sculptures that they have in the Vatican. I mean, and then when we do the reading, of course, we know that, you know, the reptile, the reptile is always put off as something evil. It was the evil thing in the Garden of Eden. The snake has always been associated with anything as evil as far as religion goes, and, and mostly in Catholicism as well. So, you know, what is the connection between, like, uh, like uh, Baal, when you're talking about Baal worship, right, and, and using the snake and things like that? So, I mean, is all this biblical stuff coming in? And I know it's a stretch, but all this biblical stuff now coming forward a couple of thousand years? And finally, these revelations are going to come together, where they're actually using the power of the snake to yeah. depopulate the world, to get rid of the people that they don't want—the useless eaters, uh, you know, the non-elite, like what we are. And uh, and I mean, when you really start thinking about all that, it just all fits together. And that's the scary thing about it—is oh, yeah. that everything that these guys are saying, like take out take out the debunking part. Like, can they put this in the municipal water supply? Yeah, they can fucking do anything they want, right? They can put it in the air. Remember, we had a theory that they were spraying COVID-19 in us in the chemtrails. Yeah. And now now we're hearing that they can inject the vaccine into vegetables. So for us people that don't want to take the vaccine, you know, we're, we're, oh, eat healthy, eat healthy. You won't get COVID-19. So now you're eating lettuce. That's, that's got the vaccine in it. So you're getting vaccinated automatically. I mean, all of this stuff could go back to this Luciferian depopulation eugenics program, which we know came from the Nazis. It's just amazing to me listening to the first Mike Adams interview. That's when it clicked with me more yeah. so than the Stu, Ad- uh, the Stu Peters one. The, the first Mike Adams ones really clicked to me. Now, I know these guys are all like fair porn. Like they like, love to Mike Adams' mm-hmm. is huge time into fear porn. Right. He was the one that pushed. The, They're going to come to your door. Uh, and if you don't take the vaccine, they're going to shoot you in the head, or they're going to take you to an internment camp. So I mean, so I mean, these guys, you know, I, no matter how you look at it, I mean, I listen to him, I listen to his shows, but but I mean, it, it is fear porn and, and everything like that. So so we know that they're selling their, you know, their food, they're selling their meds, they're selling this, they're selling that. Alex Jones, all these X twenty two, all these guys are in the same boat, right? But but a lot of what he says ends up being legit and this is what gives me some some validity to this doctor artist that come on his show because mike adams is spending a lot of time getting this information out there so yeah it all fits and remember when brandon we used to joke with brandon when he brandon when he would say "Well, oh, it's Occam's razor yeah and, and then we used to laugh at him but but basically what that means is uh the most simplest answer is probably the right answer yeah. And, and I think this is what we're up against with this information that's coming out right now. Hey listen, I don't want to spread fear any more than anybody else, but we are conspiracy theorists, so I mean we have to listen to these programs and try, try to decipher and try and try to discern what it, what could be true, what could be psyop. But if these revelations are 80% true or legit, dude, this is big. Like this is big.
0: I would argue, even if one percent of this shit is true, it's it's very, very, very bad. Um, Really quick, while I'm kind of rambling here, would you mind allowing me to share screen? What you do is you go to just like the same way that you allowed me to record, and it would it should say either uh, share local files or share screen. But um, and I want to show you some pictures, and then we can describe them for the the listeners here. But um, Occam's Razor, I do think. Is a good explanation for some things, but not always. I think that you know whoever created that uh, could have been wanting to push people in the direction of, yeah, don't think too much. You know, just whatever's whatever's the easiest possibility here, is you know what's what's reality. You know, there's no deep plans here to kill you. Um, it's like the memes you see where it's like the uh, the sheep is saying or the cow is saying like hey i think this guy's trying to kill us and then they're like oh you're just a conspiracy theorist you know what i mean
1: i think uh i think no i agree Ryan. listen i think you're good to share your screen did you try it
0: uh host disabled participant screen sharing uh let's see
1: all right let me click on multiple participants try okay
0: that. yeah there you go um that should be good here yeah okay so this, you're speaking of the satanic agenda over at the Vatican. This is a statue of Moloch at the Vatican.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. That's that's a satanic god, right? This is about child sacrifice. This is about some really negative things. You see sort of a Star David or a Thelemic-type symbol with uh-huh. the eye inside of it. Moloch with wings, meaning like Moloch is holy. Um, looks like some portals in its hands. It's demonic, man. And you see this at the Vatican. This is the Vatican side that's pointing at the Colosseum. So definitely not a positive thing as far as Christianity goes. And then this next thing that I want to show you here too. Uh, can you see my Instagram here, Ron? I can see your screen. Yes. It says Eugenia A. Fauci. Yep. Okay. So this was the really interesting thing. And I posted this on Instagram. So if anyone wants to see it, Dangerous World Pod on Instagram. Um Fauci's mother, a lot of us thought it was Mother Teresa, and it very well could be. And that could be his biological mother. But what, like, the paperwork shows. I already he, see where you're going with this. Yes, and wait till yeah. you see the damn crest. So, Eugenia A. Fauci, her, you know, Fauci, Anthony Fauci's supposed mother, is her, originally Eugenia A. Abyss, with one S. It's probably pronounced Abbeys or whatever, but we're going to say it's Abyss, like hell, right? And then you go further and you look at their family crest, the abyss family crest. Okay, this is in Switzerland. You see abyss right here. You see a big snake eating a child. Yep. Carrying what kind of looks like two water buckets. So that could be fitting into the water. But yeah, this is
1: the abyss family seal. It's wild to see. Okay, so, so check something else. Go back to the screen before that.
0: Okay.
1: Eugenia, her name take the a off the end and put a c there
0: wow Eugenic. Wow. okay <laughs> there you go damn i didn't even see that eugenic
1: i thought that's where you were going originally
0: well no and i mean that's that's a brilliant thing you should comment that on on my instagram here because yeah i didn't even catch that i'll probably add that into the into the comments but yeah or into the uh the caption but yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at the other names now and see if I can find anything. Giovanni and Raffaella are her parents. Um yeah, I'm not seeing much there, obviously, but
1: yeah, like because like eugenics is spelled E U G-E-N-I-C, Eugenic. Yeah. And her name is Eugenia. So if you take the A off and replace it with a C, you get eugenics. And we know that this is a eugenics program. And what and where did eugenics come from? Like where was you know, the Nazis, right? I mean, you could argue the
0: Greeks, but the the Nazis are the ones that really, really pushed it. And and a lot of
1: a lot of Americans too. sorry to interrupt you, but a lot of Americans, Aldous Huxley, Margaret Sanger, who was who was an associate of Adolf Hitler, who started Planned Parenthood, which now brings the gates into it because the gates were tied into Planned Parenthood. Ryan, all this shit is connected. Yeah, It, it really is.
0: That was a good catch on the Eugenics part cuz yeah and my point to the whole thing was that there's something with Italy. You have the Italy gate, which is where I mean they they're supposedly the ones that that changed all the ballots for the 2020 election. Um you've got this weird stuff that we see over at the Vatican. Um constant allegations and constant things actually being proved to be true. Um then yeah, I mean Fauci Fauci could freaking be the Antichrist, man. Like you know what I mean. They say that the the final pope according to according to Catholicism, the final pope is supposed to be the Antichrist. So you know who's to say it's not? I don't know, man. It, it, it's so confusing. But I did feel a sense of like clarity after this this documentary came out. Not saying it's true, but a lot of things started making sense. Like with the melatonin, um, we were taking melatonin like crazy. Me and, and Kim both were taking melatonin because it was tough to sleep. And I didn't get sick until recently, as far as I know. Um, she smokes cigarettes like a chimney. I don't. But, you know, every once in a while, I'll take a puff or something. But uh, a lot of things started making sense, man.
1: Yeah, you know, want to hear something else interesting about Fauci, another conspiracy theory or, or whatever. One of, one of my uh, listeners had messaged me and she says, oh, did you hear that Anthony Fauci got arrested on Saturday? And I'm like, no, no, I haven't heard that. I said, I said, obviously, they're not going to report that on mainstream media. And she says, well, USA Today is not denying it. So, wow, I, I need to look into that as well. Again, you know, it's almost like it's almost like it like our shows, like we're the new uh uh, the tabloids we're the new we're the new inquirer right because because we get all this news that we try to take in and we try to you know try to figure out if it's legit or not uh, I mean I think we do a pretty good job of it but but there's just so many things that fall into place with these documentaries.
0: Well so listen to this um, this is back in twenty twenty one he was arrested in June which I never heard about um by supposedly navy seals that doesn't make sense um but yeah that i mean when you type that in on bing which is microsoft um that was the first thing that pops up it's dark outpost which i don't i've never even heard of them but i'm scrolling down political effect uh everything else is no dr fauci was not arrested um special forces arrest deep state dr anthony fauci uh yeah the fact checkers are all saying it's not true of course but yeah man that definitely merits something to look into but i mean i remember when they were saying that the pope was arrested and bill gates was arrested and all these things so it does suck that when we hear these things we we automatically go to like oh hell no you know what i mean we've been lied to so many times by Yeah.
1: yeah we blow it off look at how many stories we heard about uh the alliance from david halfcock we, uh, uh, well, David Wilcock, we call him David Halfcock. Uh, <laughs> the, the alliance, the white hats, again, getting back into QE. Uh, you know, how all they're all, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton was at a tribunal at Gitmo. Come on, this is all horseshit. I don't know why these people or who, who they are or why they think that anybody is going to believe that. But sadly, there's a huge faction of people that just suck that shit up. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, did Anthony, Anthony Fauci should be arrested? Yeah, in a fair world, and it's
0: clickbait, Ron. You know what I mean? All these, yeah. these, and it sucks that that's how we run our internet. Is that you know the crazy articles? There is a lot saying that he was though back in June of 2021, which, um, and they're still left up, and there's no one really debunking that. They're just debunking this new one. Um, but then I'm seeing one right here from Daily Newsbreak Break um, that is saying that it happened. So. I mean, we'll have to see them on TV, right? And then, even if we see them on TV, it could be a freaking face swap. They're getting insanely good with these deep fakes.
1: Oh my god, yes! It's yeah.
0: crazy. So
1: yeah, you know, so, I, oh, go ahead. All right. I, well, I was just thinking let's let's look into uh, let's look into something uh, a little bit more. Uh, and, and I just lost my train of thought. God damn it, Bing Lu, were you going to mention? Like, oh, let's talk about Bing Lu. You got some info on that, and this is talked about in the first. Uh, Interview that he did with Stu Peters, yeah. that this Big Lou was a professor that was, uh, and I want to say in a university in Pennsylvania somewhere, Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was doing uh, research on snake venom, and and somehow or other, came up with the idea that this COVID nineteen could be tied in with the snake venom.
0: And, that was one th- thing I wanted to ask ha- you.
1: Yeah, what happened to him? Did you actually see them
0: confirm that he was researching snake venom? Because I did not.
1: Uh, just going by the interview, Ryan. They really made to it. it to that.
0: So if you listen to the interview, they, they really kind of led you in the direction that that was what he was working on. But they, I mean, even our artist doesn't explicitly say that Bing Lu was working on a, a snake and COVID connection. He never says that. They, they, he just says that they were working on genetic coding connections between COVID. And he was about to release some bombshell news. And his partner in crime, his uh, business partner, killed him and then went into his own car and shot himself. Hmm. Doesn't make sense. But I was going to see if you actually explicitly heard that he was working on the snake stuff.
1: Just going by what they said in the interview. Again, this is the whole thing that we need to. L- I mean, this is all fresh. This stuff's only been out for a couple of days. Right. Yeah. So we need to look into it a little bit deeper. But what I do find interesting is that Moderna is uh got a lot of funding together not that they need any extra money from all the money they've made off the covid vaccine no kidding that they're going to be starting some venom research facility in california
0: san francisco right san that's francisco. called ophirix i think
1: okay so why why is there all these all these snake venom research facilities popping up with mil- literally millions and millions of dollars behind them for uh so what they say is only about a hundred thousand people a year get bit by snakes
0: well, yeah and that's what's really interesting and and you know it's not just moderna you've got pfizer merck uh btg all these you know the the title of this article here on digital journal anti-venom market how companies accelerating their growth by adapting new trends so is this a new trend is snake biting going to become a new trend? Are we going to go from hundred thousand worldwide, not just in the country, but worldwide? Right? How many people are affected by snake bites? Um, we can actually fact check that right now. Probably according to these liars on here. How many people uh, get bitten by snakes? Let's see. Yearly, seven to eight thousand in the United States. So, and then worldwide, it's probably probably about a hundred thousand going off those five million.
1: Well, that's a fair number
0: every year, okay. Well, if we're talking five million worldwide um that's a little higher, but I mean you're you know that they're not gonna send these to poor countries. you know what yeah, I mean yeah. you gotta buy this stuff, so uh people yeah. in you know in in uh, poorer countries are probably getting bitten by these things a lot. but, yeah, here's a complete list of companies that are really expanding into anti-venom things right you got btg uh laboratorios which i'm assuming is in latin america somewhere csl pfizer merck barat serums um and vaccines limited Hofkine biopharmaceutical corporation vins bioproducts limited incepta pharmaceuticals uh and rare disease therapeutics inc so that's a complete list as of uh today this article i, I think, think came out on the floor I,
1: I think it's fair to Fair to say though that uh, using snake venom, snake venom for uh, medicinal reasons, that's not new. No, that is not new. That's been around for quite a while. I, I never knew that until I started looking into it. But but they they've used that to to for uh, for making antibodies and stuff like that. And what's interesting is that if you get bit by a snake, they put you on these. Uh, what what I always I keep calling it. Uh, monoclonal
0: monoclonal antibodies and there's also Moni- polyclonal antibodies which are that's why I, I looked into what monoclonal antibodies are actually anti-venomous yeah because i was thinking that he was saying that polyclonal antibodies which are obviously different than monoclonals but monoclonals fit right in with them too as far as anti-venomous anti, uh,
1: well don't you find it interesting that biden is shutting down all those clinics all over the country which ones the monoclonal uh therapeutic yeah it's yeah man down all over the country like never never they were keep they were keeping all that stuff and, and they were going to limit it to certain places and you got into this pissing contest with desantis in florida about mm-hmm. shutting down the the, the uh, places in florida and desantis is like uh we'll just source it ourselves we don't need any help from the government It's just, yeah. it just seems weird how it's targeted back Monty. then it was targeted to it was targeted against florida it was targeted against texas Which are both what we call free states.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? So so now if this is an anti-venom treatment in COVID-19 is snake venom, this is why these this is why these treatments and these therapeutics work. Now I have a good friend of mine that lives in Florida whose son got COVID, went to one of these clinics and he and he was feeling better within a day. Yeah,
0: you know what's what's weird is you know the the powers that be, the the you know ever-present they, as we like to call them, they, right? Yeah, they are bitching about the horse paste ivermectin and then they're going to remove all the human ivermectin that's going to push people that believe in this monoclonal antibody theory into the animal medications and if you do take a lot of those it can be harmful to you because they're obviously meant for animals i took some when i was sick you know the first time back in uh well no it was actually when my parents were sick and i took it as a precaution i just took like a little spoon basically uh tastes horrible it tastes like poison but I think that it is. I think that it is poison. It kills things that are living in your body, basically.
1: Well, it's anti-parasitic.
0: Yeah, well, and then apparently anti-venomous too, according to this theory, right? So there's all kinds of different properties to it. But um, at the very least, if we're going to follow that Occam's razor thing, this is about money. And that's pretty darn evil too. Whether the whether there's anti-venomous properties to the ivermectin itself, and that's why is because the snake venom in COVID-19 and they're trying to you know, remove proper treatment, that's a little more of an out there theory. I, I'm starting to realize that's a possibility for sure. But at the very least, it's about money. And it's about these pharmaceutical companies getting more and more power for the technocracy.
1: Okay, well, here's the thing. Okay, so if, if, if hydroxychloroquine, they don't want you using that they don't want you using ivermectin. And I wish I could remember the name of the other one.
0: There's, I, um, uh, shit, it's on, um, they sell it on quercetin.
1: Okay, that's that could be one, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. It starts with an N. Okay, why do you have to outlaw these? And I'm not saying it's technically outlawed, but they took them off the market. Like, like we know Tylenol doesn't cure COVID-19. That's not off the market. People still take that. Advil, aspirin, all these other things that people take to try to feel better when you're in pain or whatever. Like we, Like, this doesn't cure COVID-19. But we think that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are very helpful in either either killing uh, COVID nineteen or reducing the symptoms. Why would they make those so goddamn hard to take to buy? I yeah. mean, that makes no sense. I know there's a lot of states that are that are switching. I think New Hampshire is one of them where you're going to be able to again get ivermectin. Uh, I don't know about hydroxychloroquine, but but I mean hydroxychloroquine. That's just uh, that's just medicalized quinine, mm-hmm. and that's what's used to find in the tonic water. And this is where the drink gin and tonic came from, was because the British soldiers and their rations, when they were out colonizing the world, being imperialistic like the United States.
0: Toxic masculinity.
1: Yeah, they would give them gin in their rations, and they gave them the quinine, and they said, take, take the quinine to keep you from getting malaria, for instance, so so they're like, oh, my God, this stuff tastes awful. Let's mix it with some gin. So this is where the drink, believe it or not, gin and tonic comes from. So we know these things work for certain things. And, and even anonymous, Sean, and we'll probably touch on it in the show tonight, has said that uh, that that whatever this is, it's parasitic. It's parasitic. And this is why these anti parasitic meds work. So it's it's just the whole thing is just interesting. And again, with the vaccine, you know, you're getting shot up with graphene oxide. You're getting shot up with, you know, the mRNA technology, which is what they're using the snake venom in. I mean, mm-hmm. you, that's no secret. You can look that up online. But, but again, back to the theory that they're going to poison the municipal water supplies with it, and it's just going to finish everybody off. I, I think that part of it is a stretch. I, I mean, I'm willing. I'm willing to. I'm willing to go along with that that it could be in the COVID 19 and what did they say that the uh, COVID 19 the cv stands for COVID cobra venom 19 proteins well, yeah I, again they just make it fit they make it fit so this is why this is why i'm still on the fence with this whole story but i mean it's interesting nonetheless or as you would say ryan
0: fascinating fascinating well and you know uh to were you saying it was Sean that is convinced that this is 100% uh, bacterial or parasitic? Uh,
1: parasitic. parasitic,
0: yeah. Um, that, I hate to say it again, and if Matt's listening, sorry, but I mean, that fits in with Brucella. That is literally what they say, that, you know, Lyme disease, all these different things, whether it's the flu, whether it's AIDS, all these things stem from parasites, which is... It's a it's a weird concept to think that AIDS can come from a parasite. Um but these are, you know, microscopic parasites. We don't know the the deepest darkest darkest secrets of science, you know what I mean? Like we don't know that there could be like little tiny freaking demon-looking things that are microscopic that are that are, you know, responsible for infecting us with all these different diseases and they say that it comes from this synthesized ancient bacteria that the Nazis did, that the Nazis synthesized so I don't know, man, it all fits in. And I would I would say there's no definitive proof that covid is parasitic in nature, especially when you see that the, the parasitic drugs work. But if they also have anti uh, viral anti venom properties in them, it could be one or the other. I mean, take your pick and you're, you're probably not wrong. Maybe it's little column, a little column B.
1: Yeah, you know, it's just the whole thing is uh, we, we're into this for two years now. And we're, st- and we're still trying to figure it out. And this is how good, if the deep state is behind this, this is how good they are at hiding things. And not only that, this is, like I said before, this is a long game. This is nothing they came up with at Event 201 and decided that two months later that they're going to unleash it on the world. Now, this shit's been around for a long time. And we know that the vaccine was around way before Operation Warp Speed. You know, like, like like, I am a fan of Trump. I don't think he's our savior. I don't know what he's doing. It doesn't look like he's doing anything other than having his, his rallies and things like that. But, but, you know, why isn't anything being done about any of this? Why isn't anything being looked into? All we, all we get is bullshit stories left and right. We don't get any definitive answers. We get no definitive action. We don't see anything happening. And this is what leads me to believe that that this is way bigger than people ever want to believe. And then you have got all the people that'll just sit back and say, "Oh no, this is a virus that came from China. It's making everybody sick. Do your part, wear your mask. Uh, don't you know? Don't hang out with anybody. Stay locked into your house, uh, except for you know going to Home Depot or Walmart. You know, it's okay to go there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and definitely don't go to church because this 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 whole thing with the snake venom, believe it or not, could have a biblical connection. It could have a biblical connection to the actual end times, right? Again, yeah. just a theory. But I mean, when all these pieces start falling into place, it's like, you know, somebody somebody would have had to sit back and say, well, maybe we should tell them all this and then they'll believe it more. And maybe, and maybe that's what they're doing. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's just, it's so... So, Ryan, I haven't I haven't slept like at all in the last two nights thinking about this. Really? And I I know we should. Well, I mean, I sleep, but I mean, I never wake up like I wake up at like three, three thirty, use the the restroom, go back to bed. I'm good till six o'clock. But now I'm waking up at midnight. I'm waking up at two. I'm waking up at four because I'm thinking I'm thinking about this. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out, And you know, and, and a lot of people like even friends of mine say, Ah, you're wasting your time on this. Like, you're wasting your time on this. You know, you shouldn't even let it you know, into your mind. It's just more smoke and mirrors. And I mean, it could be, but that's just not how I, that's not how I think about it. I mean, I think there's something to this. Again, again, it's it's such a boring
0: show that, that it would be if everything that came about would be not real. No, this is a psyop. This is a psyop. This is a psyop. Yeah. Come on. You know, some of this stuff we got to entertain and at least talk about it. Neither one of us, you know, to anyone that's that's listening, they can tell neither one of us are on board with this theory. And we're saying, don't drink the water. I'm I'm drinking a gallon water myself just because I do want to learn more about it. Um, you have well water, which is a freaking you're lucky for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I Again, I don't think anything's a waste of time if you're interested in it, if it could bring some information or even just more theories to talk about i learned a ton of stuff watching that those two presentations you know the mike adams one and the Stu peters one um some of them are facts like scientific facts with the monoclonal antibodies and the antiviral properties um knowledge is power man you know what i mean like we're just learning more stuff and then we're we're down the road we'll maybe be able to string some more things together a little quicker um and if this comes out to be total bs hey, it's not like we got fooled because we're, we're just saying this is a possibility.
1: Yeah, you know, Ryan, you and I touched on something the other day when we talked, when you asked me, <clears throat> how are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling? How everybody's feeling down. Everybody's restless. Everybody's can't get enough sleep. Everybody's thinking of this impending doom. And this is a feeling that I get when there's something big is going to happen. And it's been really strong for a couple of weeks now. So, yeah, I mean... Is it just? its just is it just my psyche getting so used to getting so much crap thrown at us, like every day is something new. I, I mean, it, it, I mean, a lot of listeners out there, if you're experiencing some of these things that Ryan and I are talking about, like that, just knowing something is going to happen when the when the foot's going to drop, what is going to happen? I don't know. I have this overwhelming feeling, and I mean, obviously, it's not the first time I've had this feeling, but I think I think we're coming to. I think we're coming to a point where, you know, we're already we already got the little bit of reprieve. All these states are opening back up. Now I'm getting emails from the kids' schools saying, "Oh, now COVID cases are back on the rise in the schools."
0: Yeah, Fauci's now, talking I, about it.
1: Fauci's talking about it. Might have to mask up again. Might have to this. Might be future lockdowns. Do you think, Ryan, like I do, that this reprieve that we're getting is just all based around the midterm elections? And th- and then I have a theory that these midterm elections may not even even happen
0: that's what i thought um initially is that these things aren't going to happen um i don't see why they would have to do all of this stuff in order to make that happen if they do have all this power why would they have to slowly get us into it because all they would need to do especially with biden his popularity is so low right now it can't get much lower so if if there was, God forbid, some sort of massive false flag in a major population metropolis, let's say a fake bomb that they blame on Russia, right? Biden can just enact martial law right away, uh, emergency powers or whatever. And, yeah, you're not going to have elections ever again If that, as long because they can roll it out indefinitely. They could just be like, yeah, it's only six months. Look at what COVID, two weeks to flatten the curve or whatever. Yeah, They rolled that out for damn near two years. It could be that for sure. I definitely, definitely see uh, some sort of correlation with the, the strict nature of, of the lockdowns again. But unless the Democrats just have every intention on stealing, which I believe they do, I really do believe they do. And I've I tried to not get into that left versus right paradigm so much anymore after being so let down by Trump, who just endorsed Dr. Oz, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. That's freaking did, wild.
1: Yeah, I did see that.
0: Yeah. Weird. The other guy that he was running against was a Bush crony, and he hates the Bushes, supposedly. I think they're probably all friends, but we'll see. Um, yeah, man, uh, where was I at? I, I think that, yeah, definitely we see the the popularity of these Democrats will just plummet even further. But if they have some plans to enact some sort of, of you know wartime power or anything like that, that wouldn't matter. I mean, I don't know if you saw that none of the Democrats are paying their dues for elections. Have you seen that?
1: No, I haven't seen that, but that that's interesting.
0: That's the thing that I uh, reported on my little news. I do the little quick YouTube news hits mm-hmm. and uh, they have a point system. Nancy Pelosi consistently raises a ton of ton of money for the Democrats. And what the point system is basically buys them favors. If they want to write a bill, they'll get more votes on it. If they have higher points um, and they pay their dues, not to run in their own elections, but that looked cool when you blew that smoke out on your screen. Yeah. It looked like a ghost, a specter. Um Let's say AOC, she's going to win. Obviously, some of the money that she raises will go to a more contested election, right? But none of those money, none of the money is being raised, and none of the money is being uh, put in by the politicians themselves. They're not paying their dues. Nancy Pelosi is one of the only ones that done it. Eric Swalwell was supposed to raise like four hundred thousand dollars. He raised only twelve hundred. You know what I mean? Um, they don't care, and they they were doing the same exact thing. With the 2019-2020 um, uh, run, only 11 Democrats paid their dues that year, and look what happened in the 2020 election for president. So I don't think it means much, but I just think that it just it shows that they are just becoming completely brazen. They they could care less about the rules of how the politics works and the democracy that they try to protect so much. They could care less about how that system works because they're dead set on winning. Pelosi said she's not going to give up. Even if you know, the Democrats lose, she ordered no Democrats to secede or concede or whatever, man, they just don't care. And it's, it's sad. It's, it's really an unfortunate situation. If they just enacted policies that their constituents liked, they would get voted in. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah.
1: The problem is is when they get elected, they don't work for the constituents, Ryan. That's the of whole course. problem with politics now. They get in there and they're concerned about themselves. I mean, you you I mean, look at all the look at all the shit that's going on. They stole that 2020 election. And who's to say that they just can't use that revamp technology to steal the 2024 election? Or in this case, the 2022 midterms. I mean, so so but again, this is another psychological operation against us people that are like well why go vote it doesn't make any difference it's just going to steal it anyway yeah well this is almost like that's yeah me too so it's like they want us to fall into that they want us to be so disillusioned with the voting process that we just don't bother to do it well then it's just going to win anyways even without cheating
0: yeah yeah you know brandon actually said that one time when when we were talking on an episode it's like man it's like there's no point for republicans to go out and vote And Brandon said, well, that's good. I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? It's like, man, I I really don't like that attitude where it's a left versus right. My politics versus your politics. I've been saying this lately. Voting for any politician is like, you know, watching a football game and voting for the referee to win. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you're not supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to be like, I love AOC. I feel embarrassed of how on the Trump train I was, but it was such an appealing thing that it didn't feel like he was a politician you know what i mean it felt like he was like you know a buddy in there or something um which is what a good cult leader does they make you feel like they're looking out for you and we didn't get a darn thing man we we actually lost some gun rights um we're in a more tyrannical state than when he when he entered sucks
1: yeah yeah the whole thing the whole thing is just uh you know, when you talk about martial law and, and, uh, and Biden going to enact martial law, I mean, look at the mass exodus from the White House. And this is even if you believe that they're even in the White House, right? Uh, Saki's leaving. Obviously, they're going to give her a bigger paycheck to be on MSNBC to go ahead and spread more of her fucking lies. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Kamala Harris as chief of staff. He's leaving, saying that she's yeah. a bully. Well, she's a bully because she knows that she's out of her element. I did. uh, That's another thing I reported on in my news thing. Uh, She
0: supposedly uh, she's very dumb. I mean, we see this. Right. I heard you and Buckley talking about the the passage of time is the passage of time. The passage of time is significant with the passage of time. Um, You know, that'd be a great uh, that's a T-shirt right there, dude. I'm going to make a T-shirt that just says the passage of time on it. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I, I think if we could really see poll numbers like real poll numbers, they'd probably be in the negative numbers. I mean, I don't know anybody that voted for Joe Biden that could actually come out and say with a fucking straight face that he's doing a good job. I mean, look at look at where we're at. I mean, I mean, I'm raising a family. Uh, groceries have gone up probably 30, 40 percent, believe it or not. Electricity rates, of course, New Hampshire has the highest One of the highest electricity rates uh, in the country. Then we're hearing that now, while our property taxes are going up again. Again, we're the fourth highest in property tax in the country. I mean, where's it going to stop? They're just sucking people freaking dry, and it's going to stop. So, so this is where it comes in. Where if they try to enact martial law, I think that's when you're going to see the revolution happen because people are just people are so far at the end of their rope right now. They're like a chain dog, a chain pit bull, or Rottweiler, and and, and I like to say Rottweilers because you and I are big pit bull owners.
0: Yeah, mine mine yeah. wouldn't fight very well, I don't think.
1: Well, I think I think if you came into my house and started getting aggressive, oh my yeah, female, yeah, yeah, my female would chew you a new asshole. Yeah, mine would too. I just I just really think so. But what I'm saying is when you bring a dog to the now my dogs don't go on chains, but you bring you bring a dog to the end of its chain and you put him in a corner, dude, you're gonna get bit. Yeah. This, I think, is what's happening with the American people right now. We're being put in a corner, we're at the end of our chain, and we're fucking done. And when you start messing with our food, now we're hungry, and we're angry, and we're pissed off. Now you're really going to get bit. Does the American government want that? Uh, think, Think about that.
0: I think that they don't care, unfortunately. That's my opinion. And I... I agree with everything you say. I just think that we as Americans have a lot further down. We could slide before we're at that point where we'll fight. I mean, I I don't want to say too much about it, but I, I, if someone started something, you know, I think a lot of people would jump on board with it. It's just, we have that prisoner complex where we're, you know, we think that we're going to try and start something and no one's going to help us. You know what I mean? But those people at the top, they all have each other's backs. You know what I mean? They all have each other's backs. So they're they're kind of, you know, I think the Republicans and the Democrats and the political powers are more aligned than humanity is. You know what I mean? We we don't have our shit together. Um, food is going to skyrocket in price because of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. We just won't see it for a little while. But I mean, a ton of grain comes out of there, man, a ton, excuse well, you, me, a ton of you, grain you, and a ton of sunflower oil.
1: So Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world. Yep. I mean, that's why the Nazis wanted Ukraine, because that's where they were able to get a lot of food. Same thing with Czechoslovakia. You know, this is they had to feed their people. And and this is the same thing. I mean, and not only that, but, you know, talk about say, oh, well, we could grow enough wheat here. Yeah. But unfortunately, we buy a lot of our fertilizer from Russia and from Ukraine and from Belarus. Yeah. And without fertilizers. Your, your crop yield is not going to be what it typically is. I mean, I can see a problem happening. And now well, the, and now, what's the other big thing, right? The avian flu now. In New Hampshire, the state of New Hampshire is going around, and they're euthanizing people's geese, people's chickens, people's turkeys because of this. Yeah, you know they're using the, the PCR
0: flu. test for that, too?
1: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So, yeah and, and, and we don't think that the PCR test works. You can't isolate a virus. With the PCR test, yeah. So, I mean, how do they know for sure these birds have avian flu? But well, I talking, want to say, well, they're talking, right? I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, yeah, they're talking that it's going to hit our poultry industry.
0: Of course it is. I mean, there's already a chicken wing shortage. You know what I mean? Which well, that's, um... that's
1: been going on since since the beginning, since the beginning of COVID. I mean, buy buy chicken wings. They have like five bucks a pound for chicken wings, but you can buy chicken thighs for ninety nine cents a pound or less.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what's, you know, it's funny you bring that up. We wanted chicken wings the other day and I just bought drums, drums, you know what I mean? And cooked them the same way that I would cook chicken wings. You know, deep fry them, throw them in the oven. Came out great. They were actually juicier. They were bomb. They were like nice and crispy on the outside. Um, There's one thing I want to say. And I don't know when you want to wrap. I can talk all day, Ron, but it's uh, if you don't think that our government or like our, our food industry, our FDA or whatever, whoever controls this stuff, let's say we can grow our own food. And we can grow, you know, fruits. Let's just use a watermelon as an example, because this is what I used in my own example. Um, If Europe doesn't have any food, you know, Germany, uh, our allies over there, uh, UK, all those guys, if they don't have food, if they can't grow their own food because of the chaos going over there and they haven't seen a watermelon in months and they're, they're willing to pay three times what Americans are willing to pay for a watermelon, don't think our government won't send that watermelon over there for them to eat. You know what I mean? and then that's when our when our supply goes down our demand's going to go up that makes price skyrocket so just because we feel like the ukraine's on the other side of the world and it is doesn't mean it's not going to hit us it's going to it's going to be rough dude and um you know i think that that's why it is kind of important to look into the sort of i hate using the word spiritual but just getting close to whatever you think is right in the universe you know what i mean whether it's god whether it, whether it is the universe whatever makes you feel comfortable like to where if you were going to die you're not scared of it. Um not saying that anyone's going to die again not pushing fear point here but we don't have a lot of control over what's going on. Mm-hmm. So just fucking you know settle in. It's going to be a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it makes sense for people to uh, prepare a little bit. Now I'm not a prepper by any stretch. Uh, but when we shop, we buy a few extra things. I mean, you know, we like to go, you know, I don't like to do big shopping every week, you know, we'll buy stuff that's good for two, three weeks or whatever. But I think we might be looking at a stretch where it could be two or three months, right? I mean, we're just getting into the growing season here. Yeah. Uh, you know, Typically in New England, you don't start your gardens. You know, the rule was always Memorial Day weekend, but the way that the weather is, uh, we we start like end of April, beginning of May when we start planting our plants, and, and hopefully we don't get a frost. You know, I mean that's typically a fall thing, not a spring thing. But I mean, it's still the possibility is there, and uh, we get a lot of rain this type of year, time of year, which isn't real good for crops either. So, but I th- I think people should uh, should smarten up. I think they should pay attention to what's going on, and, and I agree with you on the on the spiritual thing. Uh, people need to start thinking. Less about just themselves and think of everything as a whole. Now, when you talk about how things, uh, we're in a global economy. So, to to what you said about Ukraine, Ukraine's on the other side of the world. What do we care? Well, we got to care because in a global economy, one global conflict affects, it disrupts the global economy. And this is what we're looking at right now. I mean, Russia, Russia now is putting the ruble back on the gold standard, which is going to kill the petrodollar, which the petrodollar has been on life support for years anyway. So, so, you know, so we got that to look forward to. So now we're hearing about cashless society, then we're hearing about the social credit score, then we're hearing about all these other things. Banks doing bail-ins, taking your money, you know, people are trying to take their money out of the banks. Now the government wants to know, you know, everything that's over $600. I mean, these are all the things that people get thinking they get, bouncing around in their heads and Mm -hmm. i think this is part of the reason why people are getting so freaking so fucking depressed about everything is because they're like there's no end in sight where's the end where is the light at the end of the tunnel
0: yeah i'm i'm not seeing a light right now at the end of the tunnel but i am at the same time i feel like i am a little more prepared Uh, unlike some of these bigger you know massive massive podcasts we don't have like a storable food sponsor or a water filter sponsor at least i don't i know you know you would be honest with your audience if you did, too. Um, I just think that it's, it just makes sense, man. It makes sense to buy this stuff. Um, I need to get a good water filter, and probably a couple of them, actually. Got a little bit of food, man. I think that having storable food is the move right now. Um, the guy from the uh, Big Short, uh, Michael Burry.
1: Oh, I he, wanted to talk about that. Glad you brought that up.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he, I mean, I think I told you this, right? His big yeah. investment now is in fresh water. Mm-hmm. That should terrify people, because for those that don't know, this guy called the the mortgage meltdown of 2008 and 2009 that no one saw coming. I mean, a lot of people saw coming, but he actually timed it and he, he made shorted, a
1: ton of money. He shorted the housing market stocks for his investors, cost him a lot of money to do it because shortened stocks cost money in the beginning, but he literally made billions of yeah. dollars for his investors on this deal mm-hmm. now it, it, and this guy's a little eccentric right even maybe even on the autism spectrum a little yeah bit. he's a
0: little a little out there like that it's, yeah. a li-
1: it's a little different but he's a fucking genius yeah and when a genius like this is investing in fresh water that should be a red flag to most people now i'm fortunate i have uh an artesian well and i also on one of my properties i have a dug well that tests awesome every year so i'm gonna be okay for water now my wife won't drink my tap water and i tell her i said you you, you know we have a water bubbler in the house and, and that's fine her and little g they drink out of that i never do i drink right off the tap because you know that water that comes out of the ground and, and of course in new hampshire they call it the granite state all that is filtered through granite it's filtered around granite you're getting those minerals you're getting the things Uh, You know, in in the earth, those those earth minerals that your body requires, and you're getting that now I do have filters in my water system, because we have high iron content in our water. But I'm not afraid to drink my water out of my well. I mean, I mean, if it's good enough for my dogs, it's good enough for me. That's how I look at it. But you take people that live in cities, they don't have that option. Right? When well, even to, even if
0: someone does have clean water like you do, um, they recommend getting a water filter to run it through anyway, because if medical shits down and all this stuff is down, uh, supposedly after like, you know, in a grid down scenario where there's no electricity, no, you know, modern technology, supposedly after day five of a crisis like that, waterborne illness becomes the number one cause of death. Uh-huh. So, you know, even if you think it's 100% safe run it through a filter because if you get sick you're not gonna be able to go to the hospital and get worked on you know what I mean yeah. um so yeah I mean it, there's all kinds of stuff there's great channels out there where you can look into this information and it is it's scary to think about but at the same time it's like you know you're not we're not meant to live in fear as humans right yeah. um yeah. obviously we get angry about this stuff I don't even have kids but I worry so much about the kids in the future man um, I have a little sister she's 18 so she's technically an adult but I, I'll never see her that way you know what I mean Uh um it's just it sucks it sucks and then that whole thing with the water uh fits in with the the covid poisoning of the water right i mean if this if this dude happens to know this information about some some venom going in our water supplies in the cities yeah i mean fresh water is going to skyrocket in value because people are going to realize hey uh Johnny is drinking the tap water and he's sicker than a dog right now. And I'm drinking out of water and people are going to make this connection. It's not going to be overnight, but people will make those connections. Be like, yeah, this dude's kidneys shut down from, you know, drinking water. And this dude, well, same thing happened to him. And he happens to drink the same water and people are going to piece that together over time.
1: Uh Yeah, no, I agree 100%. You know, even if I took water out of my dug well, uh, and I mean, the old dude that he lived to be ninety something years old that lived on the property, that was his well his whole life. I mean, he lived to be in his 90s. I still would probably put it through some distillation process or boil it or whatever to make sure it was okay if I was going to cook with it or whatever, but I would feed, I would let my dogs drink it. I mean, we test, we test that well every year. We have a big arsenic problem in new England. Ooh, uh, we have a lot nice. of arsenic in our water. Actually, we just had our water, our well water tested and it came in with levels of arsenic that are way below the threshold. So, yeah. I mean, it's all good. Uh, we also have radon, which is a, which is a big deal uh, around granite too. That's kind so, of a, uh, it's a, um,
0: a nuclear type thing, right? Or not nuclear, but it it, it gives off the, it, it'll trigger a Geiger counter, right? The
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so uranium also comes from granite as yes. well. Yeah, granite you know, grows into granite.
0: I'm glad that you mentioned the distillation thing, because supposedly that's one way that you can drink tap water safely is if you run it through a distiller. And I saw some distillers online, they range in prices, but you can pick one up for a few hundred bucks, like three, we're talking like a decent one for like 500, you can get a cheaper one for, you know, uh, like two, three three hundred too, though. But I'm going to look into one of those, man. Cause I don't know if they need electricity. I'm sure they freaking do, but, um, well, they, do, they-, they need
1: a heat source. They need a heat source. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you could actually, uh, believe it or not, if you had one, a good quality one, uh, you could, uh, you know, if it was metal or copper or whatever, uh, you could actually put that right over an open fire and distill your it does, okay. distill your water yeah if you so to that's it.
0: some some way supposedly where you can get around yeah. this if you are in the city and you're gridlocked and you know stuff shuts down but that's another thing man a lot of people don't have the freaking money to buy this stuff anymore you know what i mean i actually just pulled some money out of my crypto account and it's like dude where does the money go lately you know what i mean oh, it yeah. it feels like it really does feel like cash is just worthless because you get paid and then the next freaking two days your almost your checks almost gone. You know what I mean. And that was a week worth of work, and yeah. then you're 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 spending that all in two or
1: three days. It seems. So when you have eight percent inflation, whatever cash you get kicking around just gets devaluated more and more every day. Hey, uh, Ryan, listen, uh, let's wrap this up. I got to get uh, back to doing my regular job, but I wanted to thank you for taking the time. I know it's your day off and. We tried to line this up so to get in here, get a little information. But, but thanks for joining me for this little addendum episode, addendum. I'm gonna call it.
0: Yeah, but we really, I, uh, uh, we really devolved the conversation away from what we set out talking about. But I think it all, it all ties in, man. Yeah, it, it's,
1: it's all, it's all part of the, it's all part of the big picture
0: yep so, so i can talk to you good. all day ron whether i'm off or not it's uh this isn't work to me this is a really good time always so thank yeah. you and keep killing it with uh wicked planet dude you're doing awesome yeah work.
1: yeah also yeah go out there check out ryan's The dangerous world podcast it's everywhere as so you get your podcast same thing with my show the wicked planet which actually which actually was spawned from the dangerous world hey. uh, which, and, I, and i always make sure that people know that uh yeah we did a lot of shows together ryan so so that uh, so that was really cool. Kind of cut my teeth over there at the Dangerous World, but uh, but thanks for coming on. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you real soon, Ryan.
0: Of course, Ron. Thanks for having me, man.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you.